Welcome to the Two Stupid Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Bobax, and with me as always, the entrepreneur of my heart, Alex Bogan. What's going on, buddy? The world's on fire. Oh god. Like that's Good night, everybody. <laughs> like holy shit, dude. Uh I'm pretty sure I'm pretty REM sure the was right just so early. I'm pretty sure the volcano at Yellowstone is going to go off and finish us off in like Dude, the next couple months. That's also fucking scary, man. Like, every 2020. What, what was the... It was the... Everyone worried about the Mayan calendar ending in 2012, and then it's like the dyslexic... Mayan. Mayan. <laughs> it's like, whoops! <laughs> 2021. <laughs> so what's been going on, man? How's been things going? Other than the world on fire, everything going good? Uh, for the most part, like, you know, uh, work is work. It's it's really shitty right now. I've been working weird random hours because I'm on call due to the COVID and now, you know, all the fucking violence that's fucking exploding through America and, like... It's gotten to the point where I'm like, well, I probably need a gun. That has been like a genuine um, thought process. A friend of mine was telling me that her her brother uh, actually went to go get a firearm since, you know, we're all in Texas and anybody can pretty much. And either they literally sold out of everything or the gun store literally didn't want to sell a black dude a gun. Really? Yeah, she said that he went to two different gun stores, and both of them told told him that they they were out of guns. <laughs> That's I I mean I I suppose that that part could happen. I don't know. I know, right? The idea like, that's kind of crazy. It is like I don't know how <laughs> like you could run out of guns, but yeah, maybe they did. Here? In Texas? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's possible. Because, you know, everybody's buying guns, but it, it is pretty interesting. Did some of them straight up say, like, you're a black guy, get the fuck out of here. No, no, apparently they just were like, sorry, fella, we, we actually are out of guns. That I believe, because there has been a gun run, and it's crazy, like, the gun manufacturers are making so much money right now. and Oh, yeah. They always profit on this kind of shit. Problem is, is I think eventually it is going to backfire because just of how different, you know, white whites and people of color are treated. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll end up being, like, a to, to their detriment, you know, if uh, black Americans hold the, the same rights of, of bearing arms. As the rest do. I don't know, oh, man. It's sure. gonna be it's gonna be crazy. There's, there's uh, it just it's. You said it before, uh, before we started. Like it's civil. It's kind of feeling like a civil war is coming, and it's really fucking scary. Yeah, and I'm not really liking the whole uh, let's scapegoat Antifa to give the president way more power because that's what's coming. Like, uh. I could see if Antifa was an organization, like an actual legitimate organization, but since they're not, it's more of an idea and people just show up 
yelling it and they wear the colors to go, this is what I believe in. It's kind of freaking me out because, uh, you know, it's not, it has nothing to do with, with Antifa. This is literally just more, you know, on more need for, for presidential powers like the Patriot Act. Cause that's, that's what's coming. Like you, whether or not you agree with Antifa or not, which I personally don't even want to get involved in that shit. Yeah. Cause I am not a street warrior. You know what I mean? Like I understand the ideology of being against fascism, but that's about as far as it goes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I get it. It's bad. Man, I, I don't, I don't like fascism, but but anarchism uh, what, in that in that way is not conducive because it's it's not about anti-fascism because you're adhering to or sticking to tactics you know that fascists have a tendency to use yeah and that's definitely one of the counterpoints that i've heard lately from the more far right or libertarian groups is well they're the fascists and it's like well i mean if if they're doing what they're being blamed for, then yes. But also, like, there's no proof that they're doing what they're being blamed for. Yeah. Plus, it's also one of them things where, you know, when, when one side gets to... When, when one seesaw is down here, the other seesaw is up there. Like, it's, it's going to be that heavy extreme. So, the, the extremes don't tend to work, you know, different from each other. They just hold different opinions from each other oh for sure and that's the thing that's got me thinking with the civil war stuff going on is the fact that there's extremism going on on both sides and uh like i i don't think the peaceful blm protests have anything to do with extremism i think like what what's being called out there outside of like one of the things that people have to realize especially the ones who are saying well what about other lives and it's like well here's the thing that's going on right now this is not about george floyd anymore and i don't think it was to begin with it was it's more so that he's just another name yes in this problem yes and the 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 police have gotten way too militarized and outside of that like it's there's just not enough oversight like i don't i i I said it the other day which is i don't particularly hate police officers in the acab sense because i mean not only do i have police officers in my family who i know for a fact haven't really done anything uh outside of their job and i've you know like i've talked to so many different police officers as a result of having police officers in the family and having a friend who's uh, a police officer that I've definitely interacted with bad police officers, like guys that are hanging out at events that are, you know, associated with a family member or a friend who are clearly not good cops. Yeah. Like they're dropping N bombs and they're saying this and that. And it's interesting. Cause one of, one of my family members had one of these types of guys at one of his, his barbecues and he was like even he was just like hey man no you can't be can't be talking like that like what i tell you like I've, i brought you here so you can start meeting all these ends all over the place what's wrong like Jeez. you know 
And the argument is always like, well, I don't mean all black people. I mean the N-bombs. Those black people are bad. And you can have N-bombs in any race. And it's like, uh, like I get what you're saying, but maybe instead of using the N-bomb, you could say there's assholes in every race because the N-bomb is specifically one. <laughs> geared towards one race. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, well, I've heard that argument. That was an argument I heard when I was younger, um, you know, from... Some people I knew, I would, like one of them even came from a family member. Uh, he would something I he he would not hold to today. He'd be like, "Dude, that was a piece of shit," <laughs> and I should have gotten smacked for saying that. But like, basically, the idea of like, well, I'm using it as its definition. You see, the definition is just an, an ignorant, stupid person. So it's not really about race <laughs> until you until you're like, yeah, but literally the word like. The, the, you know, not like Niger. The word is literally derivative of all of these, like of black. Yeah, know? and it's just like it's hard to gauge, like not gauge, but it's just hard to be like, come on, man, like that's not true. Come on, me. I'm just using it as the definition. I don't. I, I can call my wife a bitch. It's just a dog. Whatever. Well, you met those people that insist on calling dog female dogs bitches. It's like it's the only way that they can get get it out of their system. Apparently, <laughs> no i i call it I call everybody a bitch though. I've called you a bitch. You've called me a bitch. Like one bitch, probably more accurate than the other. But b- bitch is uh, I feel like bitch is one of those words that has transcended gender. Like uh, maybe I don't know. Last I last I saw BET still bleeps it. It's the only network that does. But like you know. I, I don't know. I, I feel like bitch is just like, it's such a, it, it's such an innocuous word too. Yeah. Like, it's like such a to, bitch word. Well, <laughs> part, part of the thing about bitch too is like bitch to me sounds like when people are complaining, like, you know, when you start tuning them out and all yeah. you hear is bitch, 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 bitch. Like just moaning that's, whining. yeah, that's what it, that's what it's come come to mean to me that's why like i also don't really call women bitches unless it's out of some sort of satirical like bitches gotta learn like you know what i mean like (laughs) bitch be tripping yeah like basically whenever i i use the word bitch it's in reference to like pretty much 90s era comedy where you know that was the thing or like 90s era rap when people were calling bitches or women bitches left and right. <laughs> People were calling bitches bitches. <laughs> yeah, they were calling bitches bitches well, back in the day. I think that's specifically why BET uh, was the only one that blurred that is because of the prevalence of it in rap In the music. black community. I wouldn't even say black community. I would say because, dude, like, real black women aren't going to let you call them a bitch. They'll fuck your shit up. <laughs> well, no, woman, no woman likes to be called yeah, a bitch, which so is why it was part specifically of the... part of the music culture is why. Part part of the reason that I don't call women bitches. Like, as a matter of fact, I think part of the reason that the word is so innocuous to me is because I use it more on men than I do women. <laughs> I go, what such a bitch? You've co-opted it for us. I did. I did. <laughs> but there's certain words that you just can't do that with. Yeah. You know? And uh, I think Jay and Silent Bob... Or was it Jane Silent Bob, or was it Clerks Two, where they were like, "We're bringing back port, we're taking over Porch Monkey." Oh yeah, that was uh, that was Clerks Two. He's like, "I'm bringing it back." He's just like, "I never meant it as a lazy black person, just a lazy person." 
It's like, no, you can't, you can't do that. Well, the whole point was that he was, like, and he realizes it in that moment, because I think the line yeah. after that was just like, although my grandma did call a broken bottle an end knife. You know what? I think my grandma was racist. Do you think? <laughs> do you think? <laughs> Duh. Well, and, you know, that's one of the things that I find very interesting is uh, how subtle racism has been throughout America, American culture. Because, like, uh, you know, when you're a child, you don't really think about racism. Like, at least I didn't. Like, when I went to school as a child, I went to school in, in Chicago. So, like, I had a rainbow coalition of children. You know, we had white kids, black kids, Asian kids, and Southeast Asian kids and, and Latinos. So, like, nobody really thought much of any of it. Like, um, the the racist parts always seem to pop up, at least as far as children go, when there's that one kid who comes from a racist family and there's maybe one one black kid in the class or one brown kid or one, you know, Asian kid in the class. And that one racist kid who learned everything from their fucking Grammy or Grampy starts piping up and pointing out how different that other kid is because as a kid, I never thought a difference of skin color really meant anything. And then I got moved out to Naperville and Holy shit. Was I made very aware that being Brown was bad. And not only that, but being Brown meant you were automatically ugly. So like that led to a lot of my, uh, self doubt and my inability to talk to women. Like, Mm. Well, yeah, I've because got... it's like that stereotype that you got to keep your white girls away from them. Dangerous browns. Yeah, and like it, it it's funny because a lot of girls have been like, you're you're a good looking guy or a decent looking guy. Like, you're not ugly, so you shouldn't be afraid to just, you know, go <laughs> I like, talk. I like how you started a little higher and then knocked yourself down a peg and then was just like, just, just make sure they know I'm not ugly and then popped yourself back up in that. <laughs> well, that... That's that's just to give you the idea that there's variation on how people talk. But <laughs> it's, it's like I don't want to look bad at my own show. The, <laughs> I'm definitely not ugly. The end the end result is you're not ugly. And <laughs> I I used to always get the like it was funny because people like as I got older, one of the things that one of my friends told me was like, if you ever feel ugly, go to Walmart or go to Denny's and you'll realize like you are not ugly. Like you're just kind of average looking. You're just not good looking. Because that's that's what it comes down to for a lot of people. Like, you know, these these incels that try to blow people up or kill people like that. There was an incel recently who blew his own hand off. I saw that. Well, I saw the article. But, yeah, like, that's making, fucking making... horrible and hilarious all yes, at the same time. It's a, two, it's a two-pronged effect. Yeah. It's hilarious that he blew his own hand off and karma served him up good. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's like being killed by a double-edged sword, but instead of being slashed on either side, you just get stabbed, so you get both sides. Ah, right into the gullet. But, like, shit like that, it's like, do, you, you do realize that you're not ugly, you just need to maybe be less creepy. <laughs> or, cause, this, like, this is why we're friends. Well, every guy that I've met that has, like, sort of an axe to grind with women always, like, compares themselves to me. And they go, you know, we're about the same looks-wise. Why do you have a hot girlfriend? 
And you can attest to it. Like, I've had attractive women hit on me, come after me, or I've gotten them myself. But, like... You got that, and I tell that people, big dick energy, dude. But I... I not, not all the time. It depends on what's going on. But... You got that, like, that decent, satisfying dick energy, dude. <laughs> I've got that slightly above average energy. Yeah. But, no complaints energy, my dude. But I, you know, I tell these guys, I'm like, it's because you're fucking weird and mean. Like, Yeah, and even it's mean, because weird you can still get away with so long as you do it right. Yeah. Because like, I'm weird, you know. Yeah, and I've I've met guys that are even weirder than you that get very attractive women. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, fucking, like, Crispin Glover weird. Well, that's enticing to some people i'm just off weird you know yeah no it, it really is some people are like Ooh, i like his weird I, energies. I, and it's not it's not even a like thing i learned it uh, i forgot what, what grade i was in but it was I was talking to uh i was uh i think it was middle school or like freshman year of high school i was the uh equipment manager for the football team i was i was the water boy essentially they just called it the equipment manager and uh-huh. i was just walking to the field you know with some of the equipment and i just didn't have I had enough hands, but I was feeling lazy, so I just put one of the fucking, you know, like a, it was like a milk crate. I just kind of put it on my fucking head like a helmet and just sort of was walking. Me and him were talking, and I just sort of mentioned, I'm just like, well, why do you think that is, that people think I'm so weird? He just looked at me, and he goes, maybe because you do shit like that. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, all right. You know what? That makes a lot of sense, and I took it off my head. But I was like, I didn't even think about it. I was just like, ah, freeze up a hand. I don't have to fucking struggle as much. Oh, yeah, like... It's like, because you do cause... shit like that, you're weird. But I wasn't, like, super creepy weird. I was just kind of a fucking goofball. I was a goober, as I call it. Well, yeah, it's because you were thinking outside of the box, and thinking outside of the box freaks a lot of fucking people out. That's why there's all the uh, basic bitch jokes. Like, you're part of the live, love, laugh. Like, oh, let's, I let's hate be... those. Uh, yeah, but let's let's be honest. Like, outside of it being the tackiest shit, what is wrong with the concept of live, love, laughed? Like everybody likes, everybody wants to live. I don't. Most people don't want to die. Uh, a lot of people like love, like loving of some kind, whether it's sexual or, you know, romantic. And I, I mean, only Germans don't like laughing. <laughs> they do, but it just sounds like they're coming to kill you. It sounds like well, they just put a spell on you or something. It depends on the German because I was I was watching this documentary on a town in Germany where they take they take classes to learn how to laugh because they don't like they they have it, you know it's been all built up. My name is Hans, and I am taking this class to learn how to laugh. Ha ha ha, ha ha nine. <laughs> but you know, like there's nothing inherently wrong with with live love laugh, just like there's. Nothing inherently wrong with owning a pickup truck. It's just that, yeah, you know, there's there's certain, you know, what the, this goes into the whole like this can this kind of goes into race and how people view each other because people view each other by stereotypes. Damn, am I racist against white bitches? You could be. My God, although there is one that I did love, and this again goes to that outside of the thinking outside the box thing. It was a uh, live love, was it live laugh love? Um, mm-hmm. But it was a photo frame, and each frame had a different picture of Skeletor from the He-Man cartoon in it. And I was like, that's gold. (laughs) Oh, God. That's gold right there. 
I don't know. I was just always, I've just also never been like a picture person, so I understand that that happens. So like, you know, my family's got you know a bunch of different of those. Not all of them say live, laugh, love, but it's all that kind of same style with photo frames and shit like that. And I just I just never did that. Yeah, and the funny thing is, like, even you when you think about the fact that you're you're being called weird for you know putting a box a milk box on your head because it just happens to make it easier to carry something like why are you being so weird people that's why people think that you're a goof tar and that's why girls don't like you and it's like why why do people care about shit like that yeah. like what business of their like what is it it does there's there's nothing going on it's, there and it's, it just becomes like the defining feature is the weirdness you know and that's the thing about about it like at that time i didn't realize that owning it is what's up my my old co-worker his son his son cute kid fucking weird as the fucking as anything man like this is a kid that literally ran up to me one day at work and he's like nine ten or something he might have been like eight at the time but he was just like you want to see a trick and i was like all right bud what's up and he just sort of spreads his leg and just starts punching his crotch Oh my god! Like over and over again, I'm like, dude, stop, stop, dude, stop. He's just like, yeah, and then he just runs away, and I'm just like, this kid, this kid is gonna be something else. And I just told his dad, I was like, hey man, just like, yeah, it's weird and stuff, but just know if 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 you teach him to own it, it will be easier for him. <laughs> like own the fact that you're weird, kid, because that's that's all you got. Because if you don't own it and accept it, like it's gonna be bad for you. <laughs> Like it was for me putting boxes on my head. I wasn't punching myself in the crotch, you know. Oh, it's, for sure. It's kind of like well, like kind of like Stuart is what it felt like <laughs> from Mad TV. Ah, and then, ah, yeah, don't touch my danger. You know, he's just weird. There's yeah, there's people like that, and the the sad thing is that the growing up like that with all of those judgments causes you to develop. Uh, issues in life and oh, yeah. confidence that she's like crazy yeah and that is something that anybody of any race can attest to and that's one thing that you gotta consider when you're you know passing judgment upon the idea of black lives matter because every fucking person and i'm not even gonna say white people because it's not just white people like that's that's one of the things that certain liberals like to fucking do is like, uh, you know, assault other white people to make themselves feel better. But the reality is white people are not the only ones that fucking shit on black people. And uh, Hassan Minaj of Patriot Act recently did a YouTube video where he called out this, the entire Southeast Asian community for the racist shit that they say about black people and like the racist shit that they say to each other. For having slightly darker skin or like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I know that's true, but as as a white guy, I can't really, you know, argue <laughs> or defend. I can't be like, well, look at all the people in Southeast Asia. Like, no, that's that's like as a white person, no, I can't, I can't not... do that. <laughs> other 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 people of color have to do that. I can't. Yeah, I mean, no, it's... I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm. Exci I'm using my brown privilege to share the the reality that it's not just white people being assholes to black people but it's also 
you know, the other thing is, too, it's not just non-black people being assholes to black people as well. Like, uh, this is a discussion that came up with me and a coworker, uh, and I, I, I asked her, I was like, is it, is it racist of me to, like, not particularly, like, I cringe every time I have to drive this bus route that goes to the banana factory, because the Chiquita Banana Factory is out here, and it is, they, uh, they give a lot of work visas to Africans, so, like, the bus ends up getting full, chock full of Africans, and, uh, you know, for whatever reason, there's certain dialects or languages that require people to fucking yell talk the whole time, and whatever part of... Yeah, like, you know, like, you know, there's certain people that sound like they're yelling when they're not, when they're talking. Germans, gotcha. Well, yeah, but apparently whatever country they come from in in Africa, they have that same thing where, like, they're just fucking yelling. And one of the things that fucks with my brain is that that, like, when you listen to a language that's so completely and utterly foreign to what you, like, what you know, it kind of disrupts your brain activity for certain people. And uh, yeah, I get that. And sometimes it's just hard to understand certain dialects. Well, yeah, and it just becomes background noise. It's kind of like, uh, you know, like I don't particularly like house music or electronic music for that reason. And I really don't like grindcore, which is actually more, more grindcore like core is so ridiculous. It is, but grindcore is kind of like that where it's just like all these random fucking sounds that are yeah. foreign to your brain. Like that. Yeah, and, like, because the language is so different from, like, uh, you know, Americans based off, or American English is based off of Latin, which is a Romance language, so, like, uh, you know, or it's a little bit of a Germanic To be fair, it's actually based off German, Germanic, which is based off Latin and Celtic. Good job, Matt. I was I was about to get there, but like I felt like you had talked in a while, so you're like, I gotta, I gotta get my, my nerd glasses on. I I've read books or watched videos of people that have read books telling me things. But no, you're you're absolutely correct. But the thing is, like, because a lot of those languages have something in common, like you can hear something and go, Oh yeah, that that sounds familiar to me. Like that makes yeah. you know. Uh like, it's like when somebody starts cursing you out in Spanish, because I've seen this a lot when, like, people are just out in the streets and some Latino gets super pissed, starts cursing out, like, a white guy or a black guy in Spanish. Like, the person will look at him like, I'm angry because I know they're they're cursing me out, but I have no idea what the fuck they're saying. And then well, suddenly, like, there's a word, and they're like, oh, I, that's... I, that I know, puta! Like, yeah. <laughs> I know that word. I just, I actually, that just reminds me of the movie Beer Fest. Because that's it. That happened in the movie. Like there's just these two English, there are these this English team or, or UK team against the American team, and they just start like throwing insults heavily at them. But it's in English, but they don't know the words that they're using. So the other mm-hmm. team's just like the guy gets yelled at in the face, and he just turns to his teammate and he's like, "Do you know what he's saying?" Like I have, like, I can't even. <laughs> like I'm not even mad. I don't know what he's saying. Like none of this makes any sense to me. But long story short, uh, it. Like, it's really loud on the bus, and they're just yelling in, you know, this language that I don't understand. Or yell-talking, because they're talking. They're just this is gonna be fucking talking loud. But, but 
did mm-hmm. how many how many of the, how many of the <laughs> have you heard? None. That's None. not a thing. That That's happened. not a no. thing. No. Damn it! But... The comedian Godfrey has been lying to me for years. Well, no, because Godfrey is from a certain part of Africa, and no. these people are probably just a not part from of Africa. Yeah, uh, but basically, you know, I asked, I asked my coworker, I was like, "Do you think it's racist that like it just bothers me that they, there's so many of them um, of them on the bus and they're so loud?" And she was like, "Well, what what part of it?" She was like, first of all, no." Because I fucking hate having them on the bus too, and they're from you know they're from my motherland, and I've got I've got mad love for my heritage, but like I'm just like, fuck these people are so loud. Um, <laughs> that that kind of has become the uh, the 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 people of color. I don't know. It's weird how to say like brown privilege or whatever black privilege is that you can kind of talk about that stuff. I I can't. I can't. I would never do it. Be like, would it be if I asked her that same question? She'd be like, "Look here, cracker. Yeah, you're a racist <laughs> piece of shit for saying that." And I'm just like, "All right, my bad. Please don't tell anybody. I'm just gonna drive away now." Maybe. <laughs> I but, apologize. Should I send a letter? I'll write a letter. I'll write a letter. But but what it basically what it came down to was that because like I you know I had to I had to I had to double guess myself not because I like I personally I have friends from every race and I just don't care like what race you are uh i care about yeah. the the content of the the person that you are um one of the other things that she brought up too that is annoying about driving that route is that a lot of the africans pay in cash right mm-hmm. but they do this thing where they'll dump like 85 cents into the coin thing and then just walk away and you're like it's 225 and they're like they just stand there and they stare at you like they don't speak English. And you're like, it's it's 225. Like, you've been on the bus before. You know what it costs. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they just stare at you. And, like, some of them, uh, particularly the women, they just start tearing up. Like, they get teary-eyed. And you're like, what the fuck? And it turns into, like, a scene out of Blood Diamond. Like, they shake. And they're just like, I don't have any more money! And I'm just like, Okay, but like you gotta say something. You can't just throw whatever the fuck amount of money you feel like into the coin thing and yeah. then just walk away. And, and like then stare at me like I'm the asshole. But uh you know, so there's just a lot of issues with that particular route. And she was you know, she asked me because there's a there's a route that goes to uh a section eight housing that we drive fairly regularly, and she was like how do you feel about when you go there? And I was like, I don't, I don't feel anything when I go there. And she was like, yeah, because those people, like if, if they're, if they're loud on the bus, they're speaking English and you can usually just tune them out. Uh, also like they tend to either pay full fare or like straight up tell you like, Hey man, I don't have any fucking money. Can I get a free ride today? And, you know, it, it's a lot easier to deal with because they're kind of already associated with American cultural norms. I personally don't believe because some of these some of these African people have straight up told me the bus is free in Africa. And I'm like, that does not sound like a thing that would happen. Welcome to a capitalist America, buddy. Pay up. Also, also like I I don't like Africa does not have. Well, it depends on what part of Africa, I guess. So I'm not, I can't be making blanketed statements because that in itself would be some sort of 
not really, I wouldn't call it racism, more like some sort of ethnicism or country bias. But when I went to... I like that. I've never heard that one before. Oh, I came up with that because I had a black guy tell me that Latinos aren't a race, so you can't be racist to them. They're an ethnicity. So... Yeah, cause that, and that was after he called me a spick. So I was just like, this is Whoa. interesting. Yeah. I actually have, had to talk to a, fr- a black friend of mine about her racism. Because like, she was like, you can't be, black people can't be racist to white people because of what white people have done. And I'm just like, <laughs> like the fucking definition of racism doesn't give a shit about what race you are. <laughs> like, you know, like I forgot what we were talking about. Something like, uh, I was just teasing about dating her. And she was like, well, my parents would probably be pissed if, if I came home with you and said you were my boyfriend. I was like, more than you coming home with a a woman? And she was like, way more. Way more than if I came home with a black woman. I was like, really? She's like, well, you can't be racist. I'm like, that's kind of racist, you know? And she's like, you can't. It's not racist. I'm like, yeah, if I, if I did that, if I walked in and my mom disapproved of you because you're black, you'd be like, racist bitch, all day long. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's definitely, you can definitely be racist no matter what fucking nationality or skin tone or anything you are. Uh, that's that's one thing that I bring up with Latinos all the time because Latinos like to, uh, basically any minority loves to pull that card. Because I've heard Indian people say it, I've heard Latinos say it, and I've heard black people say it. I can't be racist, I'm this race. And I'm yeah. like, you are so full of shit because guaranteed, guaranteed, I've heard my fucking... Latino grandmother say some shit that is very, very much racist. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I've I've heard her say it. It's it's definitely racist. Please stop being full of shit. Yeah, it's it's basically the the, the white equivalent, and this is the one white people like to use, particularly politicians. Is like, I can't be racist. My grandson's black. Just like, no, that means your daughter's not racist. And you have to tolerate the fact that you have a black grandchild. <laughs> you're yeah, not going to hate him. He's your grandchild. We know you're not going to hate him. That doesn't mean you're not a racist piece of shit. That means you have an exception. You know? For sure. And who knows? They might. They might legitimately hate them. Like, here's the thing. Like, uh, in that in that situation, that you, it's, it's, it's funny that you bring that up. Because uh, I've heard a lot of white people use that as their... Is their shield? Oh yeah. And I've seen it happen. On, I've seen it happen on the. I've seen it happen on the bus where somebody's like, "You racist bitch," and they're like, "I my grandkid is is Latino," and like you said, uh, they can make the exception for that kid, which oh, yeah. doesn't uh, negate their racism. But the other thing that they that they do, outside of making an exception for that child. Is more often than not, they resent that child's existence. Mm-hmm. So that in itself is racist. Or like, it reaffirms like, their belief. Sorry, continue. Yeah, no, like for sure. Because one of the uh, the big fucking racist things that racists love to do is uh, bring up the whole like, oh, well, they don't... Black, black fathers abandon their children. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know what? A lot of fathers abandon their children. That's why the fucking divorce rate is a bajillion dollars or, a, you know, a bajillion percent right now. Like, that's just a a side effect of of I'm not even going to say like a downfall of American culture, because like 
back in the day you had to stay married like it was a huge taboo yeah. if you did not and that was actually part of it like uh, why the whole divorce rate skyrocketed and everyone uses those statistics that's because people weren't allowed to get out and then the second they were they took advantage of it and that's why they say divorce rates are like 60 percent. really they're not and i think covid has helped with the divorce rate at this point as well because people that are able to like oh i'll not worry about this i'm gonna go to work now they're confronted with being with it all the time and i think oh yeah has... for sure especially like people people whose relationships are predicated upon appearance mm-hmm. like that's one of my favorite things i tell people all the time i'm like don't just fucking hook up with somebody because they're attractive because like that guy who would rant on me about having an attractive girlfriend. I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, attractive girlfriend, whatever, but you don't know her and you don't know the shit that I deal with going out with her. Bitch, be crazy. (laughs) But no. And like what I, what I mean, what I, what I mean is like outside of like, you know, cause everybody has a bad day. Everybody does something that is fucking fucked like you just like oh god why are you being a crazy person that happens to everyone but when you go out with somebody you deal with all of their their baggage and their luggage that comes with them and like they the way they the way they deal with with processes and the shit that pisses them off and like if you date somebody like uh, for instance, the the whole the joke of Kyle's these guys who are quote unquote white guys. I, I honestly think it's it's a whole bunch of different type of guys because I've seen fucking Latino guys do this shit too. But like the guys that fucking will punch a hole in the wall for no reason or because they're mad. And like if you if you are a woman and you cannot deal like you you. Or, you know, you're in a relationship with a guy with that kind of volatile temper and you don't like violence. Don't go out with a person who has a volatile, violent temper and get out the second you see it. And as a guy, too, because I've seen I've been in those situations with girls and I know a lot of people, uh, you know, it's hard for them to fucking leave those situations. Yeah, I would say at that point it's about it's a mental health kind of concern because it's, it's a trauma that holds them because i'm kind of i've been like on the receiving end of it before and oh yeah you just keep going back you keep it's a familiar you know it's less scary than going out and getting rejected and proving them right so you just oh that's never been for me the issue is that it's it's very passive and i don't even realize it's fucking happening like uh, so mine was very aggressive towards me, like manipulation, crying. You don't love me. Stay with me all the time. I, I trust you. I just don't trust your friends. You know. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's it's very subtle, and like guys, generally, especially if they're raised by their by their mothers, single single mother parents, because we've talked about this. Yeah. Is uh single moms raise their children to be the guy that they never had in a sense. Like you should be kind to women and you should be nice and this and that. At least that's what my mom did. My mom pushed that shit on me. Oh oh, yeah. yeah, Oh yeah. 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 Like you're talking like mentally stable parents. 
<laughs> yeah. I was thinking but, I was thinking something slightly different, like the parents that like make their child their best friend. Oh no, no, no. No one else. But yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. That's a that's a problem with single moms raising boys particularly. Is they're like, Yeah, like give him flowers and, and do this. Like, no, I've seen dudes give chicks flowers and they got beat up in the lunchroom. Like, don't do that shit. <laughs> but the thing is well, the thing is that uh you know, they're telling you stuff that they wish they had, but it's also the stuff that they rejected. Because I remember growing up with my mom and seeing so many nice guys that treated her well and did the things that she said she like I should be doing get rejected oh, left yeah. and right. And uh, when you're when you're talking to a child about these things, uh, it it sort of warps their perspective because you like. One of the things that, that my mom and maybe your mom did the same, but like my mom focused so much on how, how to treat women that she never explained how to recognize when a woman is being a piece of shit to you and the stuff that women do. So you have like this, cause a lot of guys have an altruistic view of women, which is why there's like that whole uh, simp shit that's been going around lately and the whole like, anti-white knight culture like if you if you agree with a woman you're a white knight which happens to me a lot because i'm in various facebook groups and <laughs> you know it's interesting because i'm just like no this this person just happens to share my opinion and i was commenting on it and dropping a little bit because like you know usually someone's opinion is slightly varied from yours and you're like yeah i agree with these points but i don't agree with these other points or like that's 100 percent valid i never thought about it that way which is the way I approach things, but then I got like these fucking incel jamokes that are like, "No, well, you're a white knight," and that's it's like because incel jamokes pretend to be white knights, so that's the new thing. Like, oh, we have bastardized the idea of like a person like helping. So Superman complex is what I remember being called back in the day, but like. You're so focused on fixing people, but then the guys that get rejected trying to do what they think is that, and then seeing another guy do it, they're like. Burr, 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 burr. Like, my yeah. mom never taught me anything like that, but I was also, like, you were raised, like, for the most part by a single mom, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, like, my parents didn't split until I was already 16. So, like, I had gone through life, but, you know, that being said, the only person I had that really showed me that, other than, like, you know, the bullshit neighbor kids come mm -hmm. up with, was my older brother. And my older brother was very bro in his early days. Uh, so like he, he, the things he taught me, I didn't like, and I didn't pursue because I didn't like it, even though he may have been right for an adolescent mind, but it would have, it still would have been wrong for like being a decent human being, which I recognize. Cause he was like, I remember the one line, he's like, you treat a girl like dirt, she'll stick to you like mud. Yeah, that no, was, I've that heard was that his from big a lot line. of guys. That was his big line. And then well, I don't, you know, obviously he doesn't believe it anymore. Because <laughs> if he treated his wife like dirt, she'd fucking kick his ass and I'd laugh. But Well, that's 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 part of the reason that a lot of people don't like Joe Rogan, because Joe Rogan's that that guy he's the uh he's a very Matthew McConaughey character. Yeah. And it's weird as how what, liberal he is though, for compared to what people think about him. Well, yeah, it's because he says, see, here's the thing. Like, you can be as liberal as you want, but the second you say some dumb shit, you're going to get attacked. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, people think we're on the little more right-wingy side, aren't they? Don't you think? 
I have no idea what people think because I don't talk to anybody who listens oh, to the well, show. Well, I remember at one point you were you said it. This was a while back, but yeah, no, like we, I had some some fan interactions for a while, and it was sort of this sentiment that we were uh, right of of center, I guess. And uh, I've never felt that way. My right wing friends have never felt that way. Yeah. They, uh, I'm, I'm, I've been, I've, I've never been called a liberal cuck, but that's because I don't talk much on the social medias. But I'm sure I would be. Oh yeah, like, uh, where the, these tangents are getting wild. But back to the, the shit that's going on right now. I gotta, like, just, I gotta just jump in when I can. Otherwise, oh, you're fine. otherwise you won't. It'll never happen. No, like it's, it's our, it's I'm going on tangents too. Like, you know, <laughs> like uh, I've had three subjects I haven't been able to get in <laughs> that I can't bring up now because it's too far gone. But uh, as I was saying, back to to the matter at hand, like one of the things that happened recently was, uh, you know, I made that that post on social media about that old man that got fucking knocked over. And I was like, how heartless do you have to be to, like, not recognize that that was an injustice? Yeah, they called him an instigator. He was handing them back a helmet that they had dropped. And he like if you watch the video he was talking to one of the, like one of the police officers stopped and was having a conversation with him. And one, another one from behind reached out and pushed him. Like, I was just like, how could you fucking be okay with that? The, and the horrible part was like when the camera moved to it, cause you kind of heard the pop, but like the blood just immediately streaming out of his ear was like, holy shit. Oh yeah. And the one of the responses that I got was, well, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And I was just like, that, OK, that that's a 75 year old man. Like, I don't know what the rules are at your job, but at my job, if I were to fucking get into an altercation with a passenger, uh, like it, it, there's a certain reasonable amount of of action that I could take. Like if my life is being threatened, cause I'm on camera the whole time. If my life is being threatened, like if somebody pulls out a knife and attempts to stab me and I beat the fuck out of them, I'm not going to get fired. But if like an, a 75 year old man starts like swinging on me, especially a frail one, like the one in the video. Yeah. And I throw him on the ground and snap, break his skull. Like they're going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, first of all, if that man was throwing punches that were hard enough to hurt you, which they would very much doubt, I'm sure, uh, they would say, like, why didn't you restrain him? You're obviously stronger than a fucking, you know, old, old man like that. Yeah, and that's not even the first video that I've seen. Well, I mean, it's not just the only video that I've seen. Like, I saw another one. Now, this guy obviously wasn't hurt nearly as bad, but just this old dude. And the like with a cane, mm-hmm. and he's kind of talking. And the cops kind of like shove him a little bit, and he turns and starts walking away. And because he was old man walking too slow, the one of them again shoved him, and he just went toppling over. Like, and they're just just two cops in full riot gear, just like back, fuck you, old man. Yeah, and like the the argument that I hear is, well, if you're out past curfew, that's what you get. That's like. Those same motherfuckers couldn't be deal with sitting at home to not get their fucking hair cut. So fuck them. Well, the other thing is, too, it's like, 
I okay, so I you know I work for the bus company, and it was Saturday at last Saturday at around five p.m. I get a call on the radio and they're like, "Hey, uh, we need you to bring the bus back after your six thirty run," and I was like, "What?" Because I was supposed I was scheduled to run till nine, and I was driving that section eight route, so that was. You know, I was like, is this, is it just this route? Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So I get back to the garage and I go, Hey, was it because of, is it because there was the the section eight route? You guys are afraid that we're going to be transporting potential, you know, rioters or protesters or like, and they're like, no, it's because they're, they instigated a curfew and they told us, they told the bus company that a curfew had been instigated at 5 p.m. And the curfew was 7 p.m. So there was a two-hour notice to us. And I didn't find out until I brought the bus back. And so by the time I bring the bus back and I talk to everybody, you know, I talk to the people at work to find out what the fuck's going on. It's 6.50. I have 10 minutes to get home or else I'll be out past curfew. Yeah, that's fucking garbage. Now imagine if you're at a protest with thousands of people or hundreds of people and the cops show up in riot gear and like, you know, people are chanting super loud. Do you really hear the cops saying there's a curfew at this time? Like there's so many variables that could be going on and you could have a little bit of compassion. Like I think what needed to happen there was the police should have definitely probably pushed forward, but there's no reason to start whooping on people because after they push that guy over, you can see until till one another, uh, I believe it was a female police officer, uh, grabs the person who's filming and the video cuts out. But like before that, right before that happens, you see them batoning the fuck out of two other guys who are trying to help the old man. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? That's yeah. an old man. There was also and- another one where like right when he fell, a cop did actually start going for him to be like, oh my God, are you okay? And another cop grabbed his shoulder and straightened him back up, basically telling him, leave him alone. Like that's, that's, I didn't see the, the beating of the other people. I didn't see that part. I just saw dude hit. They start walking past him and one cop is goes, starts leaning down and the cop next to him, the guy that I think the cop that actually shoved the old man just grabs that dude and straightens him back up and basically like holds him walking past. I was just like, well, wow. Yeah. And from the outsider perspective, that's really fucked. I found out via a cop friend that the reason that happened outside of that guy being a prick, uh, is that the way they're trained to, to be in a riot unit to disperse riots is you don't stop moving the line. No. no matter what happens, you push the line forward. So that's part of it. Also, I'm sure that guy was being a prick. Yeah, I think it was probably mostly that, but because I, I get that, but that's also a bullshit. I mean, it's not a bullshit sim. That's what they do for riots, but at the same time, like, since they were kettling people, like that's also like terrifying when you're like, all right, you're being pushed back by riot police. And then you turn around, and then there's another row of riot police behind you. And now you have nowhere to go. And that's why that dude let those, like, 70 protesters into his house. Because they kettled them in there. There's nothing those people could have done. They would have gotten shot with bullets, rubber bullets, or the the the, the pepper spray bullets. They would have gotten beaten and arrested and hit and harassed and hurt. 
because they oh, were, yeah. they weren't allowed to disperse. And that's fucking it's, bullshit. <laughs> it is. No, it's disgusting. And I I find it really like that's that's part of the reason where I I'm like, man, we we are most likely headed for a civil war because there are people that are so on the side of police that it's you know, it's it's whatever by any means necessary. Like yeah. You know, and they're like, there has to be law and order restored in the streets immediately, which I get. Like, I definitely would like there to be some sort of order, but the order that's coming is not a good one. We've got Trump fucking scapegoating Antifa, which, like I said, I'm not a big Antifa person myself. There was apparently a video that actually showed the cops pulling bricks out of their cars and putting them on the street. Like that was an apparently something I don't know how how uh, accurate it was. Well, so like, here's I, the situation. I, I, I saw the video like pop up, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then Facebook was just like, "Fuck you, algorithm!" And I was like, "Oh well, because I didn't see it." Well, part of the reason that the algorithm cut it out was because I wa- I watched the video. Oh, did you? And yeah, and uh, I'm gonna tell you. Here's what happens: this uh, police Humvee, I think, mm-hmm. or like it was basically some kind of it was like a SWAT vehicle. Tr- yeah, it was either a Humvee or a Jeep Gladiator, like one of those shallow tail pickup trucks. But uh, the cops pull up and they open up a tarp and it looks like they're sorting through some bricks. And then they put the tarp back on and they go upon their way. Oh, okay. So what it could... Like, here's the thing. Like, I do believe that people are staging bricks in various places. Oh, yeah, places. yeah, yeah. The people... It could be white supremacists. It could be fucking Antifa. It could be. There's th- theories for everything. Right? Oh yeah, no. It could. The 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 rabbit hole is endless. But, but those things have happened in other protests. I remember hearing because I dismissed it as just like, oh, that's just a conspiracy theory. But it, it just keeps happening. So some group far, keeps doing it. So some group is definitely doing it. As far as local police doing it, I don't think they're doing it because uh, one of my friends, my my police officer friend, who who he's he's in a he's in a SWAT team. And he was deployed to one of the one of the areas, and uh, he got pelted with bricks. And based on his response of getting pelted with bricks, I don't think that the police would work together. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that if you told one cop, like, "Hey, we're gonna put these bricks here so like we can Have we can agitate these people," and yeah, them. yeah, but but your buddies are going to get hurt. You'd think that one of the guys who was putting out bricks would be like, Hey, like I've got a friend on the SWAT team. Like, Hey, SWAT team guy. Like we put out these bricks to agitate these people. So like they're in this area. So when they get the bricks, like kind of back off a little bit, so they don't fucking waffle them at your fucking face (laughs) because that's what happened. He got fucking lit up by bricks and it doesn't matter what fucking gear you're wearing. A fucking flying brick from, you know, being lobbed like a football. It's gonna hurt. fuck your yeah. It's gonna fuck your day up. I think they're mostly put up for vandalism. I don't necessarily think they're put up for attacking police. I don't. You know what? I, it could be either one. It doesn't matter why they're being put up. It's just that the fact that they're being put up and people need to wake up. Like one of the things that I found interesting was there's various YouTube channels that have quite the uh, subscriber base. I was surprised because like you know, ten years ago they would have been like like a fucking 2000 subscriber channel, maybe Mm, Yeah, a couple hundred views, but like they were these fucking, uh, boogaloo type boys 
were like, you know, you got to get your guns and ammo ready. We're going through the checklist. Like this one guy was like, we're going to, we're talking about world war three here. Let's talk about possible bad guys versus good guys. And he like names those people in the end will be the bad guys in the story. Oh, they're definitely gonna, That guy's definitely going to be, it was really funny. Cause he like, as he's listing off the good guys, like he didn't list off any of our, of the U S standard allies, which is partially be, because like it's a made up scenario for one. And for two, like we, our presence on the world stage is then completely eroded. Oh like, yeah, dude. We whether landslided onto the ocean, whether you like Trump or you don't like, <laughs> Trump, you have to admit that our world presence is completely and utterly diminished. Like nobody respects us right now. Uh, no. And well, that's why it was kind of crazy with the whole protest thing. 430 protests in all 50 states and 13 countries. Yeah. Like says something it does. Uh, and the other thing that I, that I would like to kind of mention on this is like, it's, it's only going to be a matter of time. I think before shit spirals so far out of control that you see Trump accepting, uh, Russian troops as aid. Well, even Russia said that, that we, like, I forgot what the article was, but it was basically Russia just goes, hey, man, you, you can't do that to protesters. Like, even Russia took a stance stating, oh, yeah. like, Putin, you guys but aren't it, doing right because Putin knows he needs to save as much face as he can to make himself, they, you know, not look like a piece of shit. Well, also, Putin's uh, setting himself up to be the next, you know, not Donald Trump, but, like, some kind of respectable president that becomes a Yeah, that doesn't the, kill the his opposers. Yeah. <laughs> Well, see, Putin does that stuff. He certainly does. But because Putin is not a TV personality, he was an ex-KGB agent for fucking a billion years, Putin knows how to pull that shit off, and yeah. he knows how to spin it. He knows how Putin's to... Smart. like. <laughs> Putin is smart. Like, uh, you can, you can uh, debate the intelligence of Donald Trump all day. I do believe that he's definitely smart in certain things. He's great at marketing. Pretty much it ends at marketing, I think. Yeah, but so, like, you know, there's some intelligence there. But to say that Donald Trump is qualified as a marketing genius to be president of the United States is insanely wild. Which he ran on being an amazing businessman, not even being a marketer. Well, that's he because he marketed that's, himself that's... as a businessman that's so great, even though he has done nothing but fail and fuck people over. I mean, he does. That's what he does. He markets himself as a businessman, which I do not really consider him to be a businessman because he has not made any money as a businessman. That's why he hates Mark Cuban, because he's actually a billionaire. Well, whether or not Trump's an actual billionaire, who knows? I, I, I honestly feel like he probably isn't. Yeah, um, he might be close to now, but like when he started, he wasn't. Which is probably why he doesn't want his tax returns released. Mm-hmm. But... Again, like, there's just... Basically, it's gotten to the point where I feel like... I, I always felt that Trump was dangerously unqualified to be president. But outside of, like, the the riots and stuff... Because a lot of people are like, well, it's the liberals that are causing these riots. And that's why shit's going berserk. And it's like, well, yeah, it probably is liberals rioting in the streets. But we've never had... Well, we haven't never had, because we've had this in the 60s. Uh... But we've never had a president 
come out and just be like, we got to bash these rioters in the head. I want to see heads being slammed into police cars. I want to see, you know, uh, basically boots to asses. I like mean, that's they were not at least smart enough to keep it behind closed doors when they said it. Pretty much, I mean, it's kind J. of. Hoover it, had the counterintelligence program, which was the 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 program that infiltrated the Black Panthers and got the dirt on MLK's uh, affairs and all that stuff. So I mean, it was there. Oh, yeah. They just didn't tell it to the American public because they weren't idiots. Well, that's that's kind of like the situation I got into with this fucking guy on the on the internet who I was friends with, who I unfriended after because he was just being cra- he was being a clown. Uh, he posted a post that said that he's seen black people on Facebook calling out for killing whitey. And I'm like, and he's like, the kill whitey movement's happening. White, my brothers, we need to arm up and get ready. And I'm like, no, there's no, there's no kill whitey movement. I'm like, I'm sure that there have been people that it's have not said a movement it anyway. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, Oh, do you have the power to see with, with through my eyes and see all the shit I'm seeing on Facebook? And I'm like, proof i just asked you for proof and now you're going berserk and he was just like you you think i'm a racist and he was like i don't need proof i have my word and i'm just because i have the, the balls to call black folk out the way they really are you know you're trying to twist it to your fit your narrative and i was just like oof well like, you have to say the word calling it out for black people being who they really are you you're probably wrong yeah, like that <laughs> is probably wrong. That is, yeah, that and people were defending him, of course, and getting oh, course. riled up. There were a lot of people that weren't defending him. And one of the things that I found really funny because I was like, dude, your persona is getting out of control. Because like, when he lived in Chicago, he was very like gangster and urban, and then he moved to Salt Lake City and he became fucking MAGA man, super patriot. And I'm just like, your persona is getting, yeah. It's like your persona is getting out of hand. And he was just like, you think this is a persona? I'd tell you all this shit to your face and I'd beat your ass. And I'm just like, okay, like, here are two things to consider. When I met him, I was at my, I was at my fittest. Like, you know, I was jacked as fuck when I met him. So that's, that's how he remembers me. So I'm like, okay, so you're going to beat my ass. You got to consider that. Yeah. You're, you're an inch taller than me or something. Like he's a big dude. He's taller than me. He's got some reach. He does, but he's four, he's like 450 pounds. Like he is a very morbidly obese. He's got some fat reach man. and some heft. I mean, that just means you can't work the body. That's all that means. You have to work the face. No, that just means you punch you punch them in the chest and their heart that stops. That means that means you walk slowly behind them because they can't reach you <laughs> and you smack them in the back of the head. But either way, <laughs> like I'm just like, okay, like you're not really that much of a threat to me outside of like my years of MMA experience on top of all of this. He's one of those like, guys that goes to Walmart without a mask, wears sunglasses, and goes, because I wasn't born as a sheep. I'm American. That's exactly the type of shit I'm not that a, I'm not. I'm going to shop here because I'm not a sheep. I don't have to wear a mask. I'm a sheep. I'm not a sheep. Like, he, at one point, he posted a video where he was like, somebody's bullying my cousin at school, so I went to go pick him up. And I rode out like this, and it's a picture of him riding his Harley with sunglasses on and like a big fat man leather jacket like and chains and stuff. And I'm spilling over. <laughs> Dude, fat guys just... on motorcycles look so weird. I love motorcycles, and because I'm a, I'm a hefty fella, I'm just like, it'll never happen. Because <laughs> you look so pathetic. Yeah. 
I mean, depending on the on the on the board, Harley, maybe you can get away with depending on your size. Crotch rockets, you can't be over like two hundred pounds. Oh, dude, I've seen some <laughs> gold wings. Gold wings, like those long, like you're crossing the country. All right, you can be like four hundred pounds on a gold wing. That's fine. That that's the kind of that's the kind of bike that he had too. Was one of those big fucking Cross fat guy bikes. Ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fat guy bike, man. I'm sorry. And that that was also part of the thing where I was like, oh my god. This is the most cosplay thing I've ever seen. Like this is this is the equivalent to all those pictures of the dudes in fedoras holding up swords from like the early 2000s that they took and put on their Facebook or MySpace profiles that ended up becoming memes 10 15 years later. I could it's be the your devil or your angle. <laughs> yes. Yes. At first, I was like, his bullies aren't going to fuck with him anymore. Like really? They they had to watch him get on the back of that bike and hug your fat ass as you drove away. <laughs> oh, that poor kid. Oh, did I lose you? I lost you. My laughter. Oh, oh, oh God, I fucked it up that time. That one was my bad. We're going to try this one. We're going to go back into it. I don't even know what happened there. I, I was I was laughing at fat guy on a bike, and then it just burp, 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 burped. It's because the the guy at the NSA who's monitoring our podcast. Yeah, he was guy like, guy guys, you thing. can't do this. And we as Skype do not appreciate your talk of huge fat guys having like two. But seriously though, fat dude, that kid got fucking. I feel bad for that kid because he got beat up the next day because it was like I saw you get on your. That motorcycle, and you hug that huge fat guy as you drove away. Looked like the tire was about to pop. <laughs> <laughs> that poor kid. That poor kid got fucked up the next day. But you know, this guy. This this is the type of person that's that's doing doing this shit. And I'm just like, this is why. This is also why nobody respects the the boogaloo boys. You got guys out in Hawaiian shirts wearing tactical vests with assault rifles, like, marching around and being yeah. stupid, and it's just like, okay. And you know what? Those people weren't for staying in your house, but they're for it now when, when, when they're protests. Th those people didn't care about blue lives when they were screaming in their face, fully armed to the teeth in the Michigan Capitol building. That's the thing. I saw, I saw you know, the, the Homer hide into the bush meme. Mm -hmm. I saw one the other day. Oh, it was, yeah. And it was for it. MAGA hats, and it was just like, you can't keep us inside. You, th this is ty tyranny. And then he just slowly backed into the bush and came back out with uh, a different hat with a with a sign that was just like, you got to adhere to curfew. It wouldn't be that bad yeah. <laughs> if you just listen to him. Listen to him, and you won't have this problem. It's just like, yeah, that's pretty much accurate. Well, it is also one of the, one of the things that I, I bring up because a lot of people are like, well, why didn't the police go full on bananas on those guys? And I'm like, well, part of the reason that the police didn't go full on bananas on those guys is because what they did was they marched to the Capitol building. They held up signs. They talked a lot of shit. They didn't throw any bricks. They didn't break into any buildings and they didn't set any fires, which is unfortunate because, I mean, uh, there is a lot of people that I know. Not even a lot. I'm not going to... Well, that's, that's, that's unfair crazy. because there have been those violent interactions with cops, but there have been a lot of them that have happened without any violence provocation. One in Austin that happened was well, very specific where they were just like, there was no provocation and they just attacked us. No one had weapons. If, if literally 
50 black dudes showed up fully armed with tactical gear and uh, and semi-automatic machine guns, you'd think that they would have gotten a different response? Yeah, they would have. Well, that actually happened in uh, Georgia. They were marching. There were militant black guys in tactical gear marching with long rifles and nothing happened. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, then, no, it is good because that would have kicked off the Civil War for sure because then it would have been like, well, here's here's the true double standard. But my the reason that I one of the reasons that I brought that up and why I don't think it's a like like scenario is that the police in Detroit also did not have violent clashes with the protesters and Michigan itself has not really had violent clashes with the protesters. And part well, of the reason for that them haven't actually only like a handful have out of all of them. Well, part of the reason for that is because the police show up ready for bear and the, there are certain areas that have like, if you, if your neighborhood has a good relationship with the local PD shit doesn't pop off. Like where I live, shit didn't pop off. There were, there were protests. Everything was fine. We had curfew for one day. We don't have any more curfew. Uh, but surrounding cities, shit blew up, and it's going crazy. And, you know, you can bring up, well, it's it's these black neighborhoods, and it's like, well, Naperville's not a black neighborhood, and those white kids are out there fucking mo- lobbing Molotov cocktails at the police. See, I think the like, white people overall are actually more volatile towards the police than the black oh, people are. Because I've seen lots of videos of Black Lives Matter protesters and organizers like literally being like, hey guys, stop spray-painting Black Lives Matters on the side of buildings. And there were a couple that were basically the white people were like, we don't care because yeah, well, their, their that's, purpose that, is different. That's also because They're black people, for the most part, are afraid of the police, which well, is... yeah, they don't want to have that association because it just reaffirms the police's belief that black people are violent animals. Well, the, the other thing to bring up too though is there's certain situations that I just can't abide and I have no defense over and I have nothing to say as far as defending it but like that uh that 18 wheeler where the all the protesters rushed up and started attacking it the the one that was a tanker truck I was like why would you do that there's nothing to loot off of that truck, first of all. It's a fucking chemical tanker. Yeah, I didn't see that. Why? One. Yeah, no, I saw it. They they rushed up on this tanker on the highway and started, like, attacking the fuck out of it. That's fucking And, crazy. like, when he slowed down or stopped or whatever, like, they just rushed him and pulled him out and beat the fuck out of him. Uh, he shouldn't and... be able to run him over. That doesn't do anything. Did somebody think he was going to run them down? And he just... I have no idea. Like, the know, video... Man, that's crazy. The video that I saw was the tankers coming up to the protest... And he slows down. He's still trying to get through, but he's slowing. He's slowed down to the point. Well, obviously, because if he didn't slow down, people would not have run up to the tanker and jumped all over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he, but he came to a dead stop, and that was where the ass whooping came. And I'm just like, okay, like uh, that FedEx driver who dragged that black guy to death. Um, a lot of people were like, oh, how could he do that? And it was like, well, they were they rushed the truck and started beating the fuck out of it and like slamming on it, and he they it. I would have. I don't know if I, I would have hit the, the gas too. Get the. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, like it's a scary situation to be in. So, uh, it's sad that that guy had to be dragged by an 18 wheeler. Oh, the yeah, video that I terrible. saw was disgusting I didn't and horrifying. You've seen some far worse oh, shit. Oh my I've god, seen. dude. Yeah, no, like it. It caught his legs and pretty much ripped his legs off and dragged his screaming torso down the street. Ah, I could have lived without that image. Thanks. 
Yeah, at least you didn't see it with your eyeballs. That's true. That's true. Uh, I've seen a lot of death. I went to an art school, but not uh, that one. Yeah, so I saw that, and I was like, it's really sad that that guy died, but it's also very senseless to be attacking truckers. Like, Yeah, very much uh, so. Like, it, 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 as far as, like, I've seen some people say, well, who the fuck cares if you loot a Target? And even Target said it. They were like, we don't care. Like, we're going to, we're we're still in support of, of the movement, I, some I, bad apples. I, I, did, I did love, I did love that photo of the, of the looting where it's, it's just a. Uh, the white guy looting the Legos? Yeah, dude. There's a couple black dudes, like, literally, like, destroying one of the self-checkouts. You just see this, this white dude with his covid PPE mask just holding that box of Legos like I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> I just I like I like the fact that Kyle was looting Legos, but he only took one box. <laughs> like what? He planned fuck? on paying for that box. He Probably. went in there for that, and then the riot <laughs> happened, and he was just <laughs> like, "Well, opportunist." <laughs> Sometimes that, opportunity smiles upon you, and he just walked out. <laughs> That could very that could very well be. That's actually a good theory. He was probably like walking through the store with his one box of Legos and was like, or like he he had almost enough money. Like, oh shit, I'm like fucking twenty dollars short, twenty dollars short. Crash, bang, boom. What the fuck's going on? We're rioting. We're looting. Woo! I mean, all right, I guess. I guess. <laughs> like, well, twenty bucks don't mean nothing to Target. <laughs> but you know, I've seen people like like I said, Target was just like ah fuck it it's i it's would rather store. destroy targets than like local businesses oh for sure and you know targets insured and they'll yeah, be fine insured. they're local a multi they're a multi-billion dollar company yeah, uh also corporation yeah. also they're they're a part of the problem like uh one of the things that i that i brought up was that this is not just like a race thing it's also a income inequality thing because part of the reason that a lot of this shit happens is because you're poor you live in a poor ass neighborhood and you know shit hit the fan what's funny i always found about target is they found just the minimum you know that they have to be extra in order to keep the base that they have it's like super poor people go to Walmart because they're aware that the stuff at Walmart is made by the same people that the stuff at Target's made from. But Target is like 20% cheap or more expensive. Well, it's more expensive because it's a nicer store and they actually have a full staff. No, it's, like, I understand that too, but the, the, the product oh yeah, is still it's, just it's, as it's, garbage. Oh, but yeah. It's Target it's figured definitely. out how to be like, all right, we're just going to charge this much more. And basically to give a quality shopping experience. To keep this this group out because that group's not gonna they're just not gonna come here. It's not their demographic. Well, yeah, it's a little bit more expensive. But like, yeah. here's the thing with uh with Target and Meyer and big box stores that are not Walmart. One of the reasons that there are nicer experiences outside of the fact that you don't have people going in there with like flesh tone body suits. Uh, Very few PJs in a Target. Very few pajama pants. But you just create an overall better shopping experience by having a clean store and hiring enough people to run that store. Whereas Walmart's like, like I remember at the Walmart that I worked at when I was going to college, uh, we had 428 employees and we were supposed to have 1,100. Yeah, well, that's why I also like that's what self-checkout helped 
Walmart a lot in that regard, I think, because I don't use self-checkout. I'm actually vehemently against it. Well, like, like, here's I don't the work thing. here. Like, oh, the self-checkout's open. Like, I, do I work here? No, thanks. We didn't have self-checkout at that time. At that time, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the reason they do that, though, is because payroll counts towards manager bonus. Like, store managers... They make hundreds of thousands. Of, they make like two hundred something thousand a year, or one hundred fifty thousand oh, yeah. a year, and then if, they make another hundred thousand a year off of bonuses. If you can be and, a manager at Walmart, you're doing all right. Yeah, you're working stupid hours, but you're making a lot of money. Yeah. But they, the way they, the way they ensure their bonus is they cut the staff down to nothing, and then they work the other people who are there like fucking Hebrew slaves. Like they're just like, you know, like you. We're supposed to have two people unloading this pallet full of water to get it done in an expeditious way, but we're going to have you work the water aisle. And it's like, yeah, but the water aisle's empty because it's summer. And it's like, yeah, well, go fucking load it up. You, There's 24 pallets to fill up a sh- you know, the entire aisle. Pull all 24 pallets of water out there. And those pallets of water, I think I did the math once, they weigh like uh, 1,700 pounds. That's a that's a that's a spasm me to pull. So yeah, you've got a pallet jack, but you're pulling seventeen hundred pounds through through the store, navigating through customers and other employees and all sorts of shit all over the floor, and then you got to unload that pallet of its of its contents. It's it's wild that they what's, would do that. What's also crazy is the fact that you you have bad Walmart stories. I know a couple of people that do have them, but I actually know more people that have. Target is a shitty company to work for stories more because I actually know a couple people that have rose in the ranks of Walmart. Uh, granted, one of them in particular is a very attractive woman, but like, ah, uh, that doesn't really do anything. For Walmart. <laughs> no, she, to be she's, honest, she's like, good at what she does. Like, I, so I give her credit. The way to rise at Walmart is you got to buy into the Walmart culture and join the cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure she did. I, I'm sure she did. But she I also think... travels to like fucking the Caribbean like once a year fucking kills it she's doing it good on her but see and the, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say the reason that you have those target stories is because everybody i knew in high school worked at target target hires a lot of young people it's a young person's job which no, walmart that. walmart should be as well but it turned it's a career because they just hire they don't walmart does not hire anybody under 18 and who's not out of high school they try not to they try so hard because they can't fuck with your I schedule you can't enough. own your life I wasn't good enough, man. I never applied for Walmart, but like Target, I applied to Target a couple of times. Target was just like, "Look here, fatty." No, and I was like, "No." Target always has cute employees compared to Walmart. That's for sure. I don't know. I've seen some logos at Target. <laughs> they were they were having a bad month. <laughs> they were just like, "You're hired, person." <laughs> While well, you are the uh, dog food section, that's that's your department. All right. We're gonna put you in the back where nobody can look at you. Yeah. Whoa. She's got a nice soul. <laughs> he too, you Mr. Target reject. Yeah, I'm a Target reject, man. Targets, I hated applying for Target. I only did it twice, and then I just I never did it again because like I had to sit there on their computer and answer 100 questions. And really, there was only like 15 questions. And they just kept rewording those 15 questions over and over and over again. Oh, that's every big box retail store. It's because they're doing a psyche valuation on you. Oh, apparently I'm fucking crazy and not trustworthy. And I also think I, I, I realized later that this was an improper answer because I was always told this was the proper answer. Mm-hmm. Is the customer always right? 
Yes. No. The answer is no. <laughs> really? The answer is no. Because the customer will take it from you any chance they get. The customer is not always right. You smile and apologize. The customer is not always right. I don't know. Like, I was told that by somebody that worked at the Target. Like, yeah, that's actually the wrong answer. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, they don't. Like, they say it, you know, for a customer standpoint, customer service standpoint. But, like, no. They don't. Because if you just bend over backwards for customers, every customer is going to take you to the ringer. You know, you know, did I ever tell you about my experience with, uh, what the fuck is the store called? Uh, it was like Micro Center. It was one of those computer stores, but it wasn't Micro Center. Uh, and I don't want to slander the wrong store. Uh, but essentially what happened was I bought a video card for my computer that I was building. I get home and there's a power brick with the cord cut off inside of there and a 10 year old video card, like a really, really old video. Like it was, yeah, it was a NVIDIA 520. And this was at the point where we were at the, uh, 1080 series. So this was last generation. There's 520 in the box, so I'm pissed. So I drive all the way back because it's an hour and 20 minutes from my house. The only reason I drove to the store instead of ordering it online was because I ordered uh, a bunch of my parts online and some of them uh, were faulty. So I was like, well, I'm going to ship these back, but I'm not going to wait to build my computer. Like, I'm pissed. And I was going to reuse my old video card, but my video card didn't work. So I was like, whatever, I'll just buy a new video card. So I go all the way back there. And they're like, this is impossible. Like, we, there's no way that somebody could have bought this and returned it because we checked them all. And I was like, maybe we're having a busy day or maybe one of your employees stole it. But this happened. So you need to do right by me and fucking exchange it. And they're like, nope. And I was like, well, then give me my money back. And they're like, nope, because we don't know that it was you or that it wasn't you. And I was like, well, okay, I am going to call my credit card company and I'm going to let them know what you did here. Also, like, look at my receipt. I spent seven hundred fucking dollars, and I brought back one item. <laughs> like, okay, so yeah. I get on the phone with the credit card company, and the phone's ringing, the phone's ringing, the phone's ringing, and finally, that's when the fucking manager's like, "Okay, we'll exchange it." And I'm like, "Dude, it took me having to call," because I was, I told him, I was like, "I'm gonna call the credit card company, and after I'm done calling them, I'm gonna call the local police on a non-emergency and have them come in here and resolve, mediate this issue, because you're being a piece of shit." And I'm a hundred percent certain it's because I'm brown. Oh, probably. What's also it's a it's it's a bottom line thing because uh, people don't realize you get charged. Companies get charged uh, when you do that kind of stuff. Even if oh, it's, yeah. even if if you're you are lying, because that happened in my job a lot. Like we had to start making people like put deposits down on what they did because like they come in, they say they love it they leave and then they call the credit card company and say that it was a fraudulent charge. And then we get, then the company gets charged. I mean, I don't know, small business. I think it was like 50 bucks, but like it's still something they have to pay for. Oh yeah. It would have been a massive problem. Essentially. Yeah. It would have been a headache for them. So it's just easier to, yeah, they finally ended up relenting, but I was pissed and to get in. It's funny because GameStop, for instance, is a shitty, shitty company. Uh, but to give you uh, a flip side of this, so I, I had a PSP Vita 
and I just didn't use it. Why? Uh, oh, you didn't use it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like why? Because <laughs> uh, it was a a hot off the truck. You really deal. Had, to, had to get that Kingdom Hearts action. Like why? I don't even. <laughs> it was it was okay. So when the PSP Vita came out, like the graphics were really good. The it had an OLED screen and it was really pretty. And I was like, oh man, I cannot wait to play various fighting games on here because they oh, had really started. Watch movies on it. No, I don't care about that. They, uh, but they released like Darkstalkers, so I bought that. I bought Darkstalkers and Street Fighter, and that was it. And no, I, I downloaded a game. Or no, I didn't. I signed in with my PlayStation account, which has your credit card tied to it. And uh, sorry, you know, you're talking uh, to someone that owns an like, actual Game Gear. Way bigger waste of money. Yeah, but you know, oh, I paid a hundred bucks for the Vita, and it was four hundred dollars. So, no, oh, that's not bad. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I take it to GameStop because I'm going to trade it in. I'm like, fuck it, I'll trade it in. I paid 100 bucks for it. I don't care if they give me $70 in store credit, whatever the fuck they give me. $70. <laughs> so I go in there and they gave me 120 bucks. And I was like, oh, wow. ah. yeah, I was like, that's fine. Uh, and I bought a couple of games and I left. A couple days later, credit card has $800 worth of video games bought from the PlayStation store. What? Yes, and they were all sports games. So uh, I call up Sony and I go, hey, like, this is what happened. Like, I traded it in. I don't know how they got access to my account, but they bought $800 worth of games because my credit card company said try to resolve it with everybody else before. Or it was my bank. It was actual cash. I'm sorry. It was out of my debit account. Uh. So my bank was like, try to resolve it with them, and if not, we'll take care of you. And I was like, cool. So I go out there, try to take care of it, and Sony tells me to go fuck myself. They're like, we don't know that you didn't buy that stuff. And I was like, well, what the fuck? And I was like, well, what do we do? And they were like, well, we can ban the account and that person won't have access to the video games anymore, but then you won't have access to the account anymore. And I was like, well, ban the fucking account. Like I did, I don't buy, I didn't buy those games, so I don't need to access to them. And I don't even have the Vita. And they're like, okay. So they ban the account and I'm like, so essentially you ban the account so there's no access to the game so it's like i don't own the games and you can't give me my money back and they're like nope we're not going to give you that money back so i'm like that's fucking ridiculous so i go to gamestop and i talk to the store manager and the store manager is the one that i traded it in with and i straight up told him when i brought it in i was like i don't know if i cleared this thing right and i reset it to factory spec the way it was supposed to be can you take a look and he did and he was like yeah we, we factory reset it it's fine cool so uh, you know, I went in there and I told him what happened. And I showed him my debit card statement and he was like, I'm going to call, let me call corporate. Uh, and then I'll give you a call back tomorrow. And I was like, cool. So he calls me the next day and he was like, yeah, come on in. Corporate told me to just give you the, the $800 in cash. I'm going to give it to you out of our, you know, out of our till, uh, just come in in about a couple hours. Cause we're a little short. Like we're going to hit that amount probably in the next couple hours. Cool. So I come in like 10 minutes before close and he was like, cool, we hit the amount. Here you go. Uh, sorry that that happened. We don't know how the fuck that guy even like we know who the guy is, obviously, because, you know, when you buy a, a console, you they take all your information down and him in particular, he traded stuff in towards that Vita. So when you do that, you definitely that's like a pawn shop. They take yeah. all your information down. So they were like, we're, you know, uh, I call I called corporate told them what happened and how I I verified that it was cleared. So, like, whoever bought the system obviously knew how to either recover 
the profile or hacked it somehow and pulled the data out, you know, because you can pull data out of hard drive. Because, like, just setting the factory standard doesn't always, kind of like with hard drives, you can still access oh yeah it was wild information yeah because we i logged out of it we deleted the profile everything it was wild so you know he's like i told corporate what happened and they were like yeah just give him the money and uh, call the cops like we'll have the fucking local pd bust this guy's ass for for what he did and i was like cool and you know good guy good guy gamestop manager like totally fucking resolved my problem gave me cash money i left with my cash money because one of the biggest issues with that was i had a car payment to make yeah. like a couple days later that money yeah so to be over because i was overdrafted by like 150 bucks Oof. yeah so uh i'm glad my my debit card like if i don't have the funds it just won't do it well Even yeah this was... credit it just won't do it it's just like sorry bud you ain't got money and i'm just like oh whoops that's because of new rules but those rules weren't in place when this happened yeah, yeah, yeah good, so, good managers in those stores can really help because the companies overall aren't great. Because I remember Electronics Boutique was kind of a shitty company too. But I knew a couple of the managers a little bit, like as I was always in there, and like they were always really good dudes. But uh, do you know what's funny about that is the bank returned my money too. Like they went after Sony and hit them up hard oh, and got really? my money back. Well, they're yes. like, hey, we're going to give you uh, $800 as well because we got like $5 million out of them. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> like, they were like, these stupid fucks. <laughs> like, we're going to get them. We're going to so, get them and we're going to give you the bare minimum. So that was that was interesting. And I don't know how we got on this tangent I, at all. Uh, because, uh, because you were brown. The, the oh, first, yeah. My the first brown, story yeah. was because you were brown and then you moved to the story that didn't really matter if you were brown yeah and like you know that's that's the tale of two cities like uh, it that's uh, the tale of two cities <laughs> it is because realistically i do believe that things happen because you're brown and there are things that ha- like you know they don't like and the thing is too i don't even know if it's because you're brown it might even be because it's the wealth gap i, I strongly believe the wealth gap hits harder than being brown in most cases because i guarantee you that if I had been a fucking white guy in an ICP fucking shirt looking all fucking jugged out, you know, mm, you would have been treated worse. I would have been treated worse or exactly the same. They would have been like, Fuck well, that's this because idiot. as the juggalo, I would have been constantly saying the word fam. And then I would have shaken up a Fago and opened it up and sprayed this, the store down. <laughs> And then I've just been like, juggalo for life, juggalo for life, juggalo, juggalo, jugglers. Jesus. I like is that ICP, what you would have done? Leave me alone. ICP is fun. I like ICP. I'm not the biggest fan, but I enjoy them. That's what Matt, Matt would have done. He would have juggling the bigger, juggling, juggling, juggling. Low down, fucking fat titted freaks. I see fucking bees in the house. Well. While what Great Malenko plays as I dance away. Great Malenko. Well, <laughs> again, the Juggalos are from a very poor area. And I, I do believe, like I said, there's like, and I've talked to, like, I've talked to brown people about this. Like one of my, one of my buddies uh, is in the army and he went to some mountaineering school or whatever. And he became pretty, I guess, a feared when he pulled up to a house to ask for directions because he thought it was the ranger station because they told him, like, yeah, there's a ranger station, like, halfway up the mountain 
because he lost, you know, like you're going to lose cell, cell signal. And uh, he goes and he walks up to the house and he realizes that it's a clapped out fucking redneck house with like shit everywhere. Like it just looks like a bomb went off and there's literal human feces like on the floor in the house. And he's like, nope, nope. Like he opened the screen door. I was like, nope, 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 nope. I this, had, like, this is murder for me. I've seen enough movies. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm pretty sure a white person would have had the same reaction. Like, I mean, yeah, and I mean, like, class and wealth and income, like, it does matter. Like, there is uh, that, you know, that racism for for people of color, but, like, I forgot what I was watching uh, earlier today, but it was, uh, I think, a comedian talking about that, and he's just like, when did rednecks start, like, appreciating cops? Like, rednecks hate cops. Like, my entire life. Like, I was... Even me, myself, I was brought up, you know, like, hey, you re- you show cops respect and you be kind to them because they can whoop your ass and get away with it. I just didn't know murder was a possibility. But... Yeah, shit's, shit's wild. Like, fucking poor... He's like, look at cops. Like, that's why 90% of cops is shot in a trailer park. <laughs> it's all fucking cr- white people. Like, anyone that gives them hassle and is poor is somewhat subjugated you know i'm not gonna say it's the same because uh, you know i got i got a two-hour lecture yesterday about how horrible i am as a white person not necessarily me but you know well for... it's some attacked feelings and i can't say anything because it's all true poor people are dangerous and it's not because it's not because uh it's not necessarily because they're poor. I get, I don't like when I say poor people are, are dangerous. What I mean is like when you've got nothing to lose and you get yourself into a situation where you feel cornered, you're dangerous. And when, when you're in that situation, it is more likely to happen because you are poor than yeah. anything else. Like, uh, Dave Chappelle was talking about, uh, like I was watching this thing where Dave Chappelle went to a club and just did like a riff. He was just like, everybody just throw up out a subject and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, somebody said police brutality. And he was like, Whoa, do we really, okay. You guys want to do this? <laughs> so, you know, he said ah! something. That's my Dave Chappelle impression. He said, uh, he said something about police brutality and then some white girl, uh, basically said too bad so sad life's hard and they stupid white girl yeah apparently like everybody in the room was like (gasps) like they were like the room you know collective sigh clinched in unison but uh dave Chappelle pretty much uh educated her on black history and like the shit that's gone down and then he told a story where uh he got pulled over by the cop that shot that black guy that was in Walmart who was buying a BB gun. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you heard about that. Like, he was walking through Walmart with the BB yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah, I did hear about that one. Which is wild, because some fucking piece of shit person called the cops on him and was like, this guy is walking through Walmart with a long-barreled gun and pointing it at people, which the they... I don't know if it was Walmart or Target. It was it was one of those superstores. But, like, they, I don't think Target they showed... Those. But it, they showed the the surveillance camera footage of him walking through the aisles. He was not pointing it at anybody. He actually had it like over his shoulder, like just walking oh, it wasn't around, even continuing in a box. to shop. A lot of times they're in boxes. 
Yeah, it wasn't in a box. But those guns are marked. They have a big red fucking nose on them. Yeah, and they look so like, like BB guns. Like they yeah, they look they look like they toys. Look like toys. They don't. Yeah, like I don't know. Like you'd have to be pretty ignorant to be like, oh my god, it's a real gun. Like well, dude, that thing's um, like a third a third the size of a real gun. <laughs> but you know, people aren't people well, just because they're hired to protect you. Don't mean they're the smartest. Well, no, I'm talking about the person that called the cops because I feel like the person that called the cops is just as to blame as the cop was oh, for no, shooting. Oh, very, like, because that person is either just pointlessly scared or just horribly ignorant. Or purposely instigating, like, the, those fucking videos that have come out recently of those white ladies that are like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call the cops and I'm going to tell them that you're fucking, oh, yeah, you dude. know. That lady, like, it ruined my life. They took my dog away. Well, you were choking the shit out the dog because you didn't have it on a leash, and that's all he asked you. And I'm not racist. Except for the fact that you blatantly stated you're going to tell them black person's threatening me. Like, you knew exactly what you were doing. No, yeah, she was a lawyer. Like, of course she knew what she was doing. But uh, apparently what had happened was a couple weeks before that happened, or even days, uh, he got pulled, Dave Chappelle got pulled over. And the cop walked up and the cop was like, you know, he walks up and Dave's like, uh, I'm going to reach for my license and registration, which are in my glove box. I do. I promise you, I do not have a gun. And he had his hands up and the cop's like, Dave Chappelle, I know who you are. And he's like, oh, OK. So that cop was the cop that shot that black guy who was walking through the store. Really? with the toy gun. Yes. And Dave Chappelle was like, the the, the issue here is that I like you should not have to be Dave Chappelle for a cop not to shoot you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, or uh, even like the one guy that fucking had a legal firearm and told the cop that he had it and the cop shot him. Oh yeah. Like, you know, and where was the NRA for that? They were like, Oh, well that was his fault for, for telling him he had a gun. Like, like he followed the rules. Like, what do you want? Yeah. But, the uh, NRA is just as racist as everything else. But, uh, you know, like, Dave Chappelle said it best. He's like, I'm white on paper. <laughs> <laughs> His name's uh, David Chappell <laughs> on paper. It is. But... <laughs> Dave, it's Dave Alamule, Dave Alamule <laughs> Chappell. The third. The third Esquire. <laughs> but, <Johnson>. uh... <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> But I think I think Dave Chappelle made a valid point, and it was wild too to think that this this cop who treated him very nice was the cop that shot that random black guy. But again, like the situation that sucks for me is like I get that they like for that cop he shot a suspected black man who was walking through. Well, not even let's let's just call it how it is, or. Let's distill a little bit more. That cop shot a, sus a, a suspected man walking through the store with a gun. Which is a weird thing to do. Like, walking through a store with a gun. Uh, it was definitely felt like an overreaction to me, but because the way cop what the way cops are trained is you meet force with a slightly escalated force. Uh, sort of. And my argument on that is because shortly after that happened... Or no, not that specific instance where the kid got shot with a BB gun, but in El Paso, there was a, a shooting in a Walmart. Um, and within a couple of weeks, 
a video came out of another dude. I don't know if he was in El Paso, but he was in Texas at a Walmart fully strapped and the cops got called and they didn't just shoot him. They walked up to him and they were just like, what are you doing? And he's just like, well, I'm just shopping. And I was just like, do you, do you realize someone just came into a Walmart like less than a week ago and killed people? And you're, he's like, well, that's why I'm wearing it. Like, but they just literally had walked up to him and had a conversation. That guy, that kid didn't get that. I, opportunity. I was... I would say the difference is that that guy was walking around with a holstered gun versus... No, no, it was, it was uh, automatic on his chest. Oh, well, that's it was pretty a wild. On, it, was, it was like an AR-15 on his chest. The not, only, not a handgun. Yeah, the only, the, only, uh, the only parallel I'm going to draw on that is that... And this is why I think the person who called the police is very responsible for that man's death. He called them and said, he's pointing it at people. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Yeah. Like, the the situation that the cops are going into there, then, is they're in a possible mass shooting about to occur. So that also skews things a little bit. It still sucks. Like, I, everything about it sucks. You know, to get shot for walking around with a fucking toy gun that you were going to buy at a store yeah. is fucking wild. Uh, it's not but the first it, time it's happened. Kid no. got shot because they thought it was a handgun. It was just a toy, like at a park. Another kid, they said it was like a grenade, but it was like I don't know. I forgot what it was, but candy bar probably. Candy, yeah, it was just some I mean, sort of candy or something. Maybe I don't there, remember exactly what it was. There was also a guy who got shot while making barbecue. He was he owned a restaurant. Yeah. Recently. Oh, that was another big one that happened recently, right? Yeah. Although, from what I understand, uh, and I have not looked into it any further. So I could be wrong, but it was a National Guardsman instead of a police officer. So that's also wild because then you got, you know, 18-year-old kids walking around with assault rifles who, while while trained, you know, they are not full-time military and they're probably not trigger-happy, but, like, scared. And I think that's one of the things that people have brought up that if you are becoming a police officer... They need to give you a more extensive psych evaluation. Oh, yeah. Or, like, the second the second you come off as somebody who's afraid of the people that you're supposed to be serving, you're out. Also, uh, there's just so much, so many variables. Like, the, did we talk about the Milgram experiment? No. I got two things before you jump sure. into something else, though. One, <laughs> you were on it today, buddy. Uh, I got a lot to say. Got a lot, a lot to, to say. To this, is, this is a Joe Rogan episode. It's fucking almost two hours now. Uh, one. Uh, oh God damn it! <laughs> I, did not, I did not just forget what I was ta- what, what the what I was gonna say. God well, was, damn what it! Was your, what was your second point? Forgot them both. What were we talking oh. about? What were we talking about directly? It was a dude at Walmart. And, uh, the, I said that the cops should have a stronger psyche valve. Oh yes, one. Is, is it weird that I actually feel better that the National Guard is called because I feel they're trained more? <laughs> they are and they aren't. I think the standard military is trained a little bit better. What they needed to do, what they need to do if they bring the military in, which I don't think is going to happen. Like, I uh, think if, they, they did already in certain no, areas. Not here, let me finish my statement. Okay. What they need to do if they bring the full-time military in, which a lot of areas have rejected, is... Bring in MPs. Do not bring in 
rangers do not bring in marines don't bring in any of those people bring in military police officers because military police officers my one police yes my one police officer friend has had very few incidences as a matter of fact i believe he's only shot one person and it was uh not a black guy (laughs) uh my buddy I believe... was an MP or was an MP. I I don't think he shot. He's never shot anybody outside of combat, like uh, in Afghanistan. Well, most most even MPs then, I don't, don't know if he actually people. shot anybody. He's like, I fired. I have no idea if I hit anybody. He's like, but I fired. Like, well, MPs are trained because they're like, you know, uh, and my cop friend has brought this up, and it's part of the reason that he, uh, from my understanding, was not comfortable. Like he shot a pedophile, I believe, That's and fine. I don't know. That's fine. I don't know. I don't know the whole story. I just know that he shot a pedophile, and he didn't really want to go into details, so I didn't press it. Um, and a couple of other of uh, my other friends were like, "Yeah, he's pretty fucked up over it." And I was like, "But he shot a bad guy. Like he shot a pedophile. Like yeah, he still shot and killed somebody." Exactly. Like uh, he was I called don't... into the mass shooting incident in Aurora at, when that was going on, and in that situation, when he told that story, he was like amped up to go like shoot that guy mainly because like that is a situation where you're shooting a bad guy where the only the only way to stop that situation is to shoot that guy like you're not arresting a guy who he shot three cops already you know what i mean yeah so that was the juxtaposition also one of the things i believe that makes him a good cop is that every time he talks and i notice the difference between the good cops and the bad cops is because um like I said, that one cop was dropping N bombs. This this particular cop friend of mine always says we're going after bad guys. He doesn't distinguish. He doesn't say the N word, and he doesn't, you know, distinguish a ca- race. Yeah, he just bad guys. Just bad guys. Yeah. No, so that's probably a good thing. It's just psychologically, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, because he's in because he was an MP. He was an MP in the Air Force, I believe, for years. So, you know, you get. A, the guy, and he straight up said the re- part of the reason that I feel like all cops should be have military experience is because the military trains you that everybody you're interacting with is potentially your brother or sister. Do not go in there fucking guns blazing. Try to resolve the situation, and your guns blazing is your your last resort or uh, an effect to a situation that has no other recourse. <clears throat> oh, the other thing I remembered now. Like, do you think? that uh, Chris Rock made a joke at one point about how like he thinks police should be better paid. And it's kind of the, the audience kind of was like, about it. they didn't really like that. And he's like, because you get what you pay for. Like, I would agree with that. Like, I think cops, they have a dangerous job and they should get paid more. And if they get paid more, maybe they'll be put under more scrutiny because they have their costs. Uh, you know, this is true and false at the same time. Cause police officers are paid for, the area they're in, like a Naperville cop, for instance, because the cost of living in Naperville is so high, your starting pay over there is about eighty-five grand a year. Well, yeah, but that's not <clears> like <throat> I can accept that, but like, for the area, but no, just in general, like, if you're a beat cop in a ghetto, you should probably make way more money. It's like hazard pay, essentially. But oh, also, I, I, like, put, investing that money into those departments will help these situations because you can get you I, can pay for more training and. I agree, and I know I know some Chicago police officers, and here's something that I don't like that I've heard, is that when you're a rookie, you're put right on the south side, and that seems like a bad idea. Because yeah, that, like you're cutting your teeth to like the worst of the worst and the hardest of the hard. Yeah, like, 
the people that should be in that area are the more experienced police officers that know how to interact with people because uh, the police officer that I knew that told me that told me that she stayed on the south side. She was fine with it. She was like, I cut my teeth there, and then I started to understand how to interact with people there, and I didn't want to put another rookie in that situation. I wanted to be, you know, the experienced officer that knew what the fuck was going on, and I became comfortable with the surroundings and what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. And, so, and also the community will appreciate that because I see you're still there. That was the other thing that she brought up was that the when the community sees the same police officer versus seeing young, fresh, new police officers every couple months or every year, it you don't build any trust. Because mm-hmm. it's always some new kid dealing with it, which also can be a target to the wrong oh, yeah, type you... of people because now it's like oh this new guy he doesn't know what he's doing i can get away with more i can do whatever need need you know whatever bad that, guy thing i want to do that uh, and like if you're if you're a new cop uh i i most cops that i've met <clears throat> or that i know now i met before they became cops and most cops uh they go into it with very altruistic intentions mm-hmm and then they get warped by their their experiences because everything is not what you expect it to be. Like uh, I heard, you know, I think we I think we talked about it, the various uh, rape allegations and like how in you know one scenario, like all the evidence is pointing towards this lady's story. He's like, oh my god, like I'm gonna I'm gonna bust the shit out of that guy. Like I talked to that guy and he seemed super nice and my my. Uh, my judgment was off because, you know, I was like, this guy seems so nice. How could he, you know, how could he rape this woman? Like he's, he's very much complying with everything and he's not making excuses. He's just telling us what the deal was. So he's like, he's pissed because all the evidence is pointing towards him. Then literally like a couple hours later, she ends up in the ER and they do some toxicology and they pull, they ended up pulling her phone records and they find out that she pretty much, gave herself an overdose of a date rape drug to set him up. And he's just like, fuck, because you're in between two things. And that's, uh, you don't want to fall for the whole believe all women thing, but you also don't want to discredit all women. Like you want to be somewhere in the middle. And it is really hard to, to keep that when you're going through, like, uh, I think you said something like 70% of rape allegations are false. I mean, it's hard to get. I mean, it's hard to gauge. I think because I think real rape victims don't tend to go forward. So the one, the seventy percent of the ones that go forward in this society are false. Oh, for sure. Like real I'm... rape victims don't tend to go forward. No, they don't. They hold it in, and then they you end up finding out as their and trusted boyfriend actually, after a while. That's and that's a very terrible, heavy argument of a dude that I know. He's he's my. He says he's center. I say he's right of center. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not full right. He's he's right of center. He can make fun of both sides. He has a good sense of humor. But, like, he's a nice guy. But he, he was me? No, he's not you. Uh, he, he's I'm technically joking. not white, even though he looks very white. <laughs> he's apparently Native American. Uh, okay. But, like, he uh, he was in the military and he was a cop before he became a writer. And that is pretty much that thought process with women and fake rape allegations is why he is genuinely a MGTOW man. 
because like that's his big thing father's rights and like the the being against you know the fake rape allegations like those are the two things when he when i see him hashtag migtow it's almost always those two things he's talking about because he's experienced both of them as a cop mm-hmm. so like so even though we we tease and make fun of migtow uh because overall <laughs> it is kind of laughable <laughs> Uh, that's his reasoning behind his uh, thought process on the ideology of that. But at the same time, he says some stuff, and I'm just like, about left-wing fascists. And I'm just like, dude, you were in the military, and you were a cop. You've had your kind of toes dipped in fascism for a long time. And it's hard to, you know, gauge. But I don't also don't want to engage him. I just sort of use him as my... As your example. As my right-wing bubble breaker. He's one of the few, because I have like five or six right wing or my my bubble breakers is what i call them because mm-hmm. you know when you're in your bubble you, you you never see anything else you have to be able when you let the facebook algorithms fucking lock you in you'll never see anything else so i always keep my bubble breakers around even though i don't agree with like 90 percent of what they say i don't believe that they're bad people i don't believe that they're racist i just believe that they are ignorant in certain situations we just disagree Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think a lot of people have those and I think that's important <clears throat> you know people just get frustrated and angry and you don't believe what I believe fuck you well the other side does the same shit and now no one can talk to each other because you don't believe what I believe fuck you yeah I mean that's that's what I do too I have I have left wing and right wing friends but he's a big town man baby uh, I'm definitely not one of those. No, I just, no we are not. No matter I, what our first episode says. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think I made it abundantly clear that I go, I go my own way mainly because, uh, that's what you're supposed to do when you live by yourself. <laughs> like that's what you're supposed to do when you're a human being. You go your own way. You make your own path. You do what you do as long as it doesn't hurt nobody, and it doesn't oppress nobody whatever if it offends people well, that's different that's that's harder to that that's a different everybody line everybody's across. offended by everything everyone so is that's why i make horrible jokes but uh yeah no the, you gotta have you gotta have some some sort of in-betweeno thingio like uh betweeno thingio very scientific yes <laughs> like, like with that with that situation with the old man like once i found out that that's why the police continued pressing forward is because they're trained to like when you're suppressing a riot you got to keep pushing forward and the guardsmen were the one who came up and handled the situation with the old man that made more sense but that did happen. not acu- that did not uh, dissuade the thought process that what happened was a fucking travesty that should not have happened uh yeah. What I find interesting now is the bets are going down whether or not that cop will be prosecuted. Well, well or not be the prosecuted, other one got but... both of them got arrested. Both the guys yeah. in the video got arrested, so I don't know. Well, also all of those cops quit the riot the riot squad in solidarity to kind of do what they and here's the problem with the police is that they need to understand that there is a time to be solidarity and there's a time to not. And the time to not is when you cause a PR nightmare that possibly kills an old man yeah that is not when you do your solidarity and then but... also just their ideology of how they're handling the situation like okay all these people are coming out to scream about police brutality let's police brutality them pretty much yes like, like 
Ah, I, you're not making yourself look good in this process, guys. You really need some PR. <laughs> I get that they've instigated curfews and all that, but like, you know, there's a, there's a different way to do things. Like there was a there was a riot officer that they were interviewing. Uh, I don't remember what state he was from. He was a sergeant, and he was a uh, black police officer. But he was saying he was like, "I'd love to be out there with the protesters. I get." what they're protesting about. We are literally just here to make sure rioters don't riots don't start and people don't loot. And he was talking about how the protesters have been very good about calling out and letting the police officers know when, when a looting is about to happen. And he was like, here's what you guys got to do to not get caught in the crossfire is please, for the love of God, when you see somebody start to loot, do not get in between the police and the looters. Like you need to just back the fuck off and go, Nope, I'm here to protest. But then, and, then you have those cops that like, I saw the video where someone got hit with a rubber bullet in the face and it fucked their shit up. So like, they were like waving to the cops. Like this guy needs medical attention. The cops told them from a yeah, distance, bring, bring, bring him, him over. To over. And as they were carrying this basically lifeless body, they just started opening fire on him. Yeah. That was fucking ridiculous. Like that is like ridiculous isn't even a good word. Like that is insane. Like, For sure. The heartlessness of that. And that's the point. Like everyone always said bad apples, you know, but guess what, man? Bad apples spoil the bunch. Like that's the full phrase. Spat, bad apples spoil everything else. And if you allow the bad apples to stay there, everything's spoiled. For yeah. sure. Uh, and it's like, I, I believe it's like somebody said, it's not, it's not an apple problem anymore. It's an orchard problem an because orchard the orchard problem. Yeah. Like you, you got the, you know, you got the orchard continuing to go about its business. Like I watched the story, uh, a, about a police officer that shot his wife in the head. She did not die, but they covered the fuck out of it for him. Oh, like yeah, they covered that shit up. You don't cross they, that thin blue line, man. Yeah. Like she had kept a, a journal about how he was basically a psycho who was abusing her and keeping her and her child on lockdown. Like, uh, he, they had a, they had a vehicle, but he would go to work and he would take his patrol car, but he would take the keys to their vehicle. So she couldn't go anywhere while he wasn't home. And like, finally she was going to divorce him and suddenly like, Oh, she got, she shot herself in the top of the head in the closet with his gun. Yeah. And it was clear that that's not what happened. And even the forensics people were like, uh, one of the things that they brought up was uh, during the investigation was like, well, why was his cell phone in the, in the, uh, in the kitchen? Cause he said that he just like, he just found her or whatever. And then he walked out and called the police and he didn't go back in. And that was his story. And they were like, but there's a picture during like when they were doing, you know how they mark everything with the little numbers mm -hmm. and they take the pictures, they marked his cell phone and took a picture of it on the kitchen counter. And they're like, what? his story doesn't make sense because he said that he called, he walked in, found her, called the police, walked out because he knew not to disturb the crime scene and took his phone with him. He was on the phone with the police outside. So there, and then the cops were like, Oh no, we put the cell phone on the counter when we walked in cause we took it from him and it was our fault. And then they reviewed the body cam footage on the officer that showed up and then you can see the cell phone in the kitchen on the counter, just chilling hmm. like when they got there. So, like, you know, they're telling lies and they get this guy off on shooting his wife in the fucking head. Like, I get that you want to cover for your bro if he does something like a little like basically like here's here's a situation where I could see a cop doing something where like you'd cover for him. Like, let's say you're arresting a perp and like 
you got the guy in handcuffs and everything's going the way it's going and he just hocks a fat lug in your face and you just punch him right in the mouth. You're like, pow! That's a situation where I'd be like, yeah, you know what? That that was a uh, that's definitely the knee jerk reaction. Punch, punch the th- is acceptable. I agree. One yeah. punch, like just fucking hit you. Oh, you fucking oh really? Boom, punch him. Problem is, is they don't normally just punch once. <laughs> they start brutally sure. beating. And, and again, as I and, said earlier, that's what I was taught growing up. They can beat you mercilessly without fucking any accountability. Don't show them disrespect. I just didn't know killing was on the, was on the table. You know, that's that's part of the problem. Is killing is on the table. Like in the seventies, uh, there were stories. Cops would like it was very it was very prevalent. If you ask my dad and any of his friends, like they knew. You fucked with a state trooper, they'd fucking throw you in the trunk of the car, take you some random ass spot, beat you to death, and leave your ass out there. And if you died, you died. If you happened to get beaten up to the point where you mainly, you know, you woke up the next day and you were like, oh, fuck, and you were able to crawl home or walk home or walk somewhere safely, you lived. But if you got beat to death, you got beat to death. And there were no cameras, there were no nothing. Like, you were just, and nobody was going to believe your story that you got pulled over by the police. And they whooped your ass. <laughs> and threw you in a field, yeah. So, yeah. it's it's wild. Like, it's not as bad as it used to be, but it's still not great. And it's still, it still needs to get better. More. I think yeah, that's and, what it is. It's not necessarily worse. It's just we see it now. Oh, for sure. All the time. And one of the things that I was thinking was like somebody brought up like, oh, it's not the police's fault. They're overworked and they're poorly trained. Well, here's the thing there. If you want to make that argument, there still needs to be reform. And that oh, yeah. reform, could come, reform. The, the reform could come into a situation where police officers are like firefighters. They work one day on and two days off. And I think that's how it should be. One day on mm-hmm. two days. Like they're not going to be like firefighters where they work a full 24 hour shift. Because, like, they don't, you know, they're not going to just stay at the... Maybe they can. You go stay at the station. Like, you give them a bunkhouse, and they only get woken up to go out on extreme emergency calls where they need, you know, officers that aren't already out. But, like, you have them do a 24 on a 48 off. They won't get as stressed. They'll get paid better because they're automatically working 24, 48 off. You're already getting built in overtime. Yeah. So Plus, you're also, paid you should better. be able to call them for everything. That's the other thing, like particularly when I well, listen to like Trevor, Trevor Noah made a comment of it. And a couple other things I've seen from foreigners are just like, you can call the cops for anything and they have to show up. Even if you call on accident yeah, and this like is hang true. up, they have to show up. And a lot of other countries don't do it like their police forces don't work like that. Well, that also is why it's there's a lot more serial killers in other countries. What do you mean, dude? Because, Ted Bundy no. wasn't from this country. No, Casey let's, wasn't let's, from this country. Shut up and listen. It's like so, everybody but Jack. No, dude. No, I've been I've been watching. No, I've, I've like my whole night lightly ritual involves watching serial killer documentaries. What are you? Are you a woman? Yep. Women and, love uh, those shows apparently. But uh, one of the things that keeps popping up is like American serial killers. Not since the 70s have they gotten away with killing a lot of people. Like now in the information age where it's harder to get away with shit, but like out in the in, out in Europe, like there was this fucking uh, this father and or not father, uh, mother and son who were eating teenage girls. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Let me guess though, I'm just gonna throw this out here. They were white, weren't they? Of course they oh, were. They, we're talking about Europe. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, but I mean. All right, shut they, up. 
they ate something like 40 Italians people. Italians are in Europe. And this was like five, six years ago. Like, they ate like 40 people because, you know, if one of those girls happened to have a phone and she dialed and dropped it, you know, here the cops would have probably checked it out. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Oh, so, I, had a, I had a high fucking cop or i was high and the cop knocked on my door like living in the house i live in and i was just like uh-oh when i fucking opened the door and there were two officers there and they were just like did you call the cops and i was like no he's like is anybody else here and i was like no the other roommates at work and the other two are out of town he's like you didn't call the cops and i got my phone and i looked and like no someone in the neighborhood called the cops and hung up and it just oh. tight ch- like what was it uh triangulated to my house so i'm just i was just baked playing video games and all of a sudden two cops show up and i was just like hi everybody how can i help you officers you should have just been like i'm drunk as shit no i did not go away uh i i am just gonna stay we can continue but i have to take a pee break if we're gonna no we 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 need to end the episode it's gotten very long in the tooth on something happier and even though things are crazy, even though things are volatile and angry and divisive, I think we're headed in a good direction. Just like in the civil rights movement, just in the same as the 60s, like, we're leading somewhere good. I, w- I can't do anything but believe that. I would hope so. I really do think that there is very likely a uh, civil war coming. One of the things that, well, you know what, let me, I, I took it to a dark place, but let's take it back to a nice <laughs> place again. Uh, and I, I'm not doing this to get the last word. I just realized that you wanted to end it on a good note. And I you just shit all over it. Um, you were literally like, I hear you, but here's some soft serve right out my anus. But uh, <laughs> one of the things that I would like to bring up that seems like it's a, a progressive notion is that uh, the Marines have banned all yes Confederate flag stuff. Yep, yep. Because that was something. And that there was... was sorry. No, go ahead. I was say that was something I was going to bring up earlier. I just never got a chance to. But about how like heritage and like people talk about the the Confederate flag and being about heritage, but like the flag they fly isn't even the Confederate flag. It's the battle flag of General Lee. You know, so I always found that weird that they don't even know what the real Confederate flag looks like. It's a white flag. Uh, there's three different versions, but yeah, the the most common one was no, it's, it's the battle it's flag a, in the corner it's, with it's, a white flag on it. it it's a pl- it's a plain white flag. Oh, <laughs> oh it's, it's surrender. Yes, <laughs> it's surrender. <laughs> you know what? That's the most positive ending we got. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Night, everybody.